Hey, would you like to hear a teaching that Jesus did that caused people to say, this is the best teaching we ever heard? Sounds good, eh? Would you like to know which one is it? Look, this, I'm going to just share the people's response. When Jesus concluded his address, the crowd burst into applause. They had never heard a teaching like this. This was apparent. It was apparent that he was leaving everything he was saying. Quite a contrast to, to the religion teachers. This was the best teaching they had ever heard. Interesting, eh? Like what would cause people... I mean, don't trust too much people. Because then you see a few chapters later that people also were crucified, crucified Jesus. So I know, but a bit of context here. But in that moment was like, wow, this was the best teaching we ever heard. Yeah? It's found in Matthew 7, chapter 7. Jesus sharing some godly principles, how to apply to your life. But this is what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 24 to 29. The message translation says, Jesus speaking. These words I speak to you. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They're foundational words, words to build life on. If you work these words into your life, you're like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to a rock. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. Jesus concluded his address. The crowd burst into applause. They had never heard teaching like this. It was apparent that he was leaving everything he was saying. Quite a contrast to religion teachers. This was the best teaching they have ever heard. Crazy, eh? Jesus lived everything he taught. He lived a life applying everything that was in God's Word into his life. And here he's encouraging us to do the same. He's really giving people, I think that really stood out for people because they probably saw that Jesus was giving them the, the key to succeed in difficult times, right? He was giving us insight into difficult times. I was reading that and I thought like, it's, it's, even they said here like, they have never heard anything like this compared quite a contrast to religion teachers. It seemed even too easy if you compare to religion teachers of the time. Everything was based on regulations, norms, things you have to do, things you need to work, maybe even complicated to understand, difficult to understand. But what Jesus was saying was easy, right? Okay, so I just need to apply where I learn. What you are saying? That I just need to apply what you are saying into my life? That sounds easy. So I think that that's, I put myself into the story. I'm like, wow, it sounds really... And I like one definition of easy I heard, which says, easy is something I can do. Right? No one is asking you to do something complicated, difficult. Complicated is maybe something you need to learn a lot about it and then you get to do it. But easy is something I can do. So we have the situation here. 
something Jesus is sharing that is easy. But why if it's easy, it's not what we do, right? You can, if we agree, okay, this is something really easy, but why it's also something we don't do. And I think the reason is simple. It's, it's also easy not to do it, right? It's easy to do it, and it's easy not to do it. And Jesus is talking here about two examples. One that applied what he heard, and one that didn't apply. So it was also easy not to apply it. The thing here was like both of the builders, they had to put work into building a house. They both put work into building a house, but the difference was the foundation where the house was built on. And that's what Jesus is taking us to understand how to build a house in, a found in his foundation. Now how, I don't know if anyone here has built a house before. Anyone here has you built? Okay, one person, two, awesome, three. All the builders are sitting here in this area. If you want anything about builder knowledge, talk to them later. Anyone else? You built a house? Okay, awesome. More people? Like, wow, there's lots of, more than last service. All the builders come to this service. <laughs> All right, so it's really good because you know, like, building a house takes time, finances, planning, more finances, <laughs> more planning, readjusting, designing. You know, like, it takes a lot of work. Like, I'm the oldest of five siblings. We are five siblings, four boys and one sister. Like my sister is the most competitive person you can ever meet. And you know, my parents were really intelligent. They, they had us like really close to each other. So when we all in our teenagers years, they decided let's do some renovations, like big renovations in the house. We have four boys here willing to give up the summer holidays to build the house. So yeah. I know how much work it takes to build a house because it, like we were fighting, no, I don't want to do the, the concrete machine, you do it. No, I already did that last week. And putting sand with a shovel on the thing, like really a lot of work and more if you have to do it. It's different to watch something, someone doing it. And it's another thing when you do it. And, and I, I remember one day, like a really funny story, like we had to bring all the tools from the street into the house in the night, right? So people don't steal it. And, that was in Spain. Yep. So, <laughs> we left the shovel with the with the sand, with a mountain of sand. We forgot it outside, just in in the sand. Next day we went out. It's like, oh, it's still there. Dad, you told us to bring the tools, in, but no one's stealing that. And my dad said, well, no one is going to steal that tool. It takes a lot of work to work with that. They will steal any other thing but that one. So like, you get really insights into the whole building thing. That's why people just leave the tools outside because they know no one wants to work so hard. <laughs> anyway, it takes a lot of time. It takes finances. It takes things, you know. And then the way, you know, my parents, oh, let's change the color of the house. So we change the color of the house. Let's change the like two level house. When we finish next year, hey guys, you did awesome. What do we build a swimming pool? I'm like, no, I'm not digging any hole on a swimming pool. Into You can hire someone to do that. I'm not doing it. But, you know, like, I think when we put this into a story of building a house, Jesus wants to talk to us about something a bit deeper than just renovation, um, color, windows, style of the house. He wants to talk to us about the foundation 
where we build the house. So I just want to call this message, if you are taking notes, a solid foundation. And that's something we can spend a few moments now talking about. And, you know, we started this year, 2023, talking about building my life in unshakable promises. The theme has been sharing over the last few weeks about the things that we can be established on. Everything is in God's promises, in the Lord, in the Word, God's love, in the vision, in godly wisdom, in God's promises, in God's house. No, and 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 this really stood out for me when I when I thought, okay, how, what does it mean an unshakable promise? It means that everything can be shaken, but that promise is still standing, right? Everything can be shaken, waves, rain, storm, whatever, but the promise is still holding you. And you know, I grew up in, in a part of Spain that is really, is well known by earthquakes in Spain, south of Spain, really close to the beach, it's earthquakes, and it's, if it's bad, it's also like the, the waves are coming in. But the whole city, the city where I grew up, it got destroyed around 200 years ago by an, the whole city by an earthquake. And it really, then we had to rebuild the whole city and it was like a whole, whole thing to rebuild. But now when people build, they always think, is this going to hold when, if an earthquake comes? Like growing up there, every year I could feel even one or two tremors a year. You can feel it. Like you can like, oh, what happened? Oh, it was an earthquake. Like little ones, right? But then even with little ones, you will see houses with little cracks. That's really showing you a bad sign if, if a bigger one comes because it means that it's not, it's not strong. So it was really testing if you want to build a house and you ask the builders to build with good materials and they can tell you, they can promise you, yeah, 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 this is the best materials ever. But you will never know until things are shaken, until the earth is shaken, will really reveal what was this house built on? What was the construction of this house? So I really think it's the same for our lives. The only way we're going to find out what we have built on our lives is when things are shaken, right? You know, this really made me think about if we are building our lives on these unshakable promises, Jesus is giving us the one key here, which is build your life on a solid foundation. And I just thought with these words of examples that he's given us, I think it's three parts of a solid foundation where we can build our lives. Are you ready? Yeah? All right, let's start with part number one. A foundation for me, a foundation for myself. You know, no one starts the year wanting to fail. No one starts the year, okay, 2023, my new year's resolutions are going to be negative. Are going to be worst case scenarios. Are gonna, no one starts like that. Everyone starts the year thinking, if I work a few things out, maybe I can do this. What about putting this as a goal? Maybe not in two months, but maybe in six months. Maybe if I start working out today. <laughs> I don't know, January is always like the gyms are packed with people that never go. And the people that go, they don't go in January. <laughs> right? Anyone knows about it? Like, I mean, you can do exercise at home as well. <laughs> but the thing is, 
how, how strong is that foundation that keeps you? So no one starts the year wanting to fail, but things happen, right? We all know that. Things happen through the year. It could be sickness, could be disappointments, could be failure, mistakes that shakes things in your life. Could be connected to mental health, could be connected to many other things. But how strong is the foundation that we're building in our lives that's going to hold us through these shaking, difficult moments? You know, like for me, the, the pandemic was a big surprise. I don't know how it's for you. I think it's a shared experience that many people lived in a different way. But it really brings it to church context. Like, we've been here part of building church over the last 10 years. And I've seen crazy things happen over the last couple of years. Where it was like, wow, everything was shaken. How you can spend time with people. Now only with two people. Now don't, you cannot gather together. Now only online. Now spend time with yourself. Now this, now that, like, I don't know. It was crazy, but everything felt shaky. Like, or six months without being able to go for a coffee, in a coffee, like, meaning things close, things, you know, like, things shake. Then close people to some people even maybe lost their life. Like, things were really, really shaken. But was that experience lived different by different people? But I thought, when it comes to us in church, I've seen people even living the faith when things got shaken. People even living the, the forgetting what God has done for them when things were shaken. So it really made me think, wow, this really revealed the foundation on what we built our, our lives. For my life personally, for my wife and I, we took some time as well to go for walks. <laughs> we were doing home office and then walking around the block. And every morning we started to think, okay, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if we lose a job? What if this happens? What if, we, what if we need to cancel this? What if we cannot meet anymore as a church? What if, like we have like so many what if, what if, what if. And at the same time, we try to find God's promises to build on every what if. And that really gave us such a strength, even as a couple to know, you know what? We already went through all the what ifs. And the result is that God is with us, standing in every difficult moment and really gave us such a resolve and such a strength to do. But it only came out on that shaking moment. Before, we never spent so much time on that. And I think it was a really good strength to do that. Um, so one, one question that we asked ourselves out of that was, if the storm hits in five years from now, how strong is the foundation of my house? I don't know if you ever asked that question to you, but imagine if you asked that question to yourself. If the storm comes, if the rain comes in five years from now, how strong is the foundation that you're building today? Is there anything I need to adjust now that will help my foundation to be stronger for the future? Is there anything I know now that I can start applying now? You know, in the story, the rain comes for both. Things happen to everyone. Good things, bad things. And I know we talk about a lot of times about it's not what happens, it's what do you do next, right? We can always choose our response to how things happen. But Jesus is also telling us here, it's also how can you be prepared the best for when things happen? Jesus says here, if you work these words into your life, 
You're like a smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. You know, sometimes we put so much work on our career, on our jobs, on our uni, school, you know, in so many areas of lives. But Jesus, I think that was the high contrast that people felt in that time because Jesus was telling them, I want you to work on yourself. Work these words into your life. I want you to take time to work on yourself. Not in the things that you do, work on yourself. And I think that was probably the contrast with the whole religion thing. It was like, I need to work on the things I do. No, 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 work on yourself. Take these words that I'm sharing to you and apply them. You know, we know that God's words are full of life, full of wisdom for lives. But the difference Jesus is saying here is the application. It's who are you becoming in the process. Work on yourself so that all of your life is built on a strong foundation. I think another aspect that people was probably really amazed in this teaching was that Jesus gave them insight into the future. He was telling them, build now for when the storm comes. He was telling them, I know what's coming into your life in 5, 10, 20 years' time. And I'm giving you a key to hold on these difficult times. Apply now what I'm giving you. I'm thinking like this amazing, this giving us, he's saying that, wow, this man can see our future and he's giving us the solution for it as well. He's telling us it's possible to have a better future because I'm in your life. Learning to apply new things and this will need that you will need in the most difficult times of your life so that you can be standing. You will survive the next crisis. You will survive the next winter. You will survive the next sickness. You will survive the next difficulties. You will survive any difficult thing that comes into your life because I'm your foundation. I think it's a powerful words. And, and you know, like if we go a bit more deeper into what this foundation What's the rock, this foundation that we were singing about and, and what it represents? In Ephesians 2, verse 19 to 22, we can read, You're not longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here. This is as much right, with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all irrespective of how we got here. Now he's building, in what he's building, he's used apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you, fitting you brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus at the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God. All of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. You know, it says Christ is the cornerstone. He is the foundation, the solid foundation on which we can build our lives. I think this is a guy like the crowd was amazed on these teachings. He was giving us a different way of building our lives. And, you know, like I think also when it comes to building our lives, there's different seasons. And I think that's what Jesus is telling us, apply now what you're hearing from me now because there are different seasons maybe you need to apply now something that's going to help you for the next season 
And I think like I've seen that in my personal life from my wife and I. And like I remember messages from Pastor Mark, from Pastor Joyce, like really, really key messages from my life that made me walk out of here and say, if I want to grow, I need to apply this now. And one example, I think, was a message from, from Joyce on, on worship and praise and how to apply that into my life into a practical way. And we got home and I was telling my wife, Sheila, hey, we need to do something about it. What can we do? What can we do? And Sheila said, oh, you're going to prepare a Spotify playlist with worship songs because we are believing for miracles. We are believing for difficult things. We don't want to just be comfortable. We're going to stir up our faith and step it up. So when we come into, into a home, we're going to play worship. When we, um, when we wake up in the morning, we're going to play worship. When we go to bed, we're going to play worship. And we did that for a season. We really did that for a season. Like all these songs, like really built such a faith into our lives that really made us such a resolve to know we can believe for bigger things. But what's out of that? How difficult is like a Spotify playlist that Sheila made? And we still listen today to some of these songs. And you know what's funny? Like now I have a one and a half year old daughter that she wants to play the same song on repeat. That is not any of my worship um, playlist. Is the Disney movie from Encanto? I think like the Colombian influence here. And she likes this really this strong girl, Luisa, and she wants to play that song again and again. Like she comes to me like, Papa, tick tick tick, oh oh oh, and then I know exactly what she wants. <laughs> And she was over and over and over. And I thought like, well, isn't it funny that at least we have some time to prepare ourselves more with faith songs that I don't need that so much right now. Don't get me wrong. I still built up my worship and, and faith, but it looks different. It's not like how it was before. So for me, I look back and I say, like, God, you really knew how to speak to us in that specific moment that would build us to also enjoy more of these moments and to have a better foundation for this moment. So I think that's really going back to how important it is. It's each season of your life. That's why it's important to apply now what you're hearing. I want to share the second part of, of building a strong foundation. And it's called the foundation for others. First was one's foundation for me. Second part is a foundation for others. Have you heard this airplane brief in case of emergency? I, don't, I know like we skip, like we, I just have my headphones and I don't even listen to it anymore. But I know it's something like, if you are in an emergency, put the oxygen on you first and then you can help others, right? So the whole idea is that actually, don't, you need to be good yourself with oxygen so that you can be helping someone else, right? Also, Jesus gives us here a brief. He says, we can read it in John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. He's telling us that we need to be connected first to him so that we can bear fruit. And our fruit is always going to be connected to helping others. You know, we're starting, as Connie was sharing, community groups next week, this week, 26th, I think. And it's all about getting around the table of hospitality, generosity, growing together, praying for each other, sharing food, believing for our lives, speaking life, encouraging to each other, which is all building 
ourselves. And at the same time, we always say someone else benefits because we get together. We have strategic partnerships. We are people that we're helping that are in big need. They don't have a foundation like what we have, but because we are in a solid foundation, we can be able to reach to others that need that. They need us to be strong. And I think with Christ, our fruit is always going to be connected to helping others. At the beginning of this year, 20, last year, <laughs> 2022, was a diffi difficult, the, the, still the conflict that, that is going on today with, in the Ukraine. And we were able to send a little team to Warsaw to help people They were coming from our church, even in the Ukraine, crossing the border and seeking for help. You know, we had some of the people here even today and, and still not over, but I think like at that moment, we sent two people there, Connie and Jules, and they were like shocked by the stories of pain. Like they were like us one Sunday worshiping Jesus in church next week away in a different country. And you know, they, them two were able to help Others, hearing things of pain, hurt, disbelief, like cry, whatever the situation was, and they were able to help because they had a strong foundation for their own lives. I don't know if you can, you've been close to pain, but it can shake you even if it's someone else's pain. And if you are not in a strong foundation, you are not going to be able to do anything. I know like also what Mark and Joy someone say, sometimes say, like, this kids that we are helping in India through strategic partnerships, we would not even be able to help if we are standing there. You don't know what to do. And I think this, for me, this whole team helping the, our church in the Ukraine from Warsaw was such a good example that you cannot prepare for that as a quick brief. Oh, just read a few Bible verses this week and go there and, and be strong. You need to send people that are really strong and solid so they can be able to help others that are shaken. And I think that's really showed me that to build a foundation is always going to be to help others. The third aspect of, of the solid foundation is a foundation for the storm. You know, as I was sharing before with the city I grew up in, the earthquakes They always shone. They always were revealing the foundation, if the foundation was strong or not. How strong is your house? And even can be the little things. You add pressure on something, it re reveals what comes out. For me, even recently, just being a dad for a, for a year and a half, um, it's put pressure on certain parts. When you are like not sleeping, when you are like not maybe with all the free time you had before, when you are uh, annoyed with, things pile up, pile up, pile up. And then, wow, what comes out of me? I'm like, oh, wow, was that there on me? Was that, I thought that was like more, more patient. I thought that was more, but it's interesting, even with small things, it can reveal so much about the foundation that we're building in our lives. And you know, the, the, the rain and the storm in the future could be different things for all of us. None of us will wish anything bad to happen. But all we can do is to build today with what we know for the future. You know, the rain, the rain comes and we don't know when. The storm can hit and we don't know when. But to think that it's never going to come, 
just because things are good today, I think it's just naive, just to hope. I just hoping nothing bad happens to me and go life through that. I don't think we are, our hope cannot be on hoping the storm doesn't hit, but our hope can be in Christ, our foundation. And I want to read here in Isaiah 40, 28 to 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow worry, and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Our part, my part, is to build a strong foundation, to apply today what I know, and to build my hope in Him. You know, God is promising us here. It's one of the unshakable promises. He's promising us not only that He's going to be with us, but He's going to be renewing our strength in the difficult times. How powerful. Who can say that? That you're building your life in a foundation that not only you're going to be peaceful, but full of strength. You're not going to be worried. You're not going to be, I don't know. I look around, I don't see anyone that can say so confident in difficult times, my foundation and my hope is in Christ. So I think it's lots of promises that we can apply. What is it for you? What's the promise that you, you can hold on today that you can start building into your life and say, these promises, I'm going to need them for the future. You know, like I, one, one thing I want to share, one story, and then we can, we're going to finish the service soon. And, but it's one, I don't know if you have seen the Christmas service. It's just only a few weeks ago. Not even one month ago, right? What day is today? 20, 22nd? 22nd. So less than one month ago, the Christmas online service. Did you watch that? It's a one, it's a few stories that were there and, and one story really stood out for me. And the story is from a, a, a friend from the Ukraine, Olga. She came to Berlin and the story goes into from one day to the other. Everything, the whole life was shaken to the core. Everything. She had to jump into a car and drive not knowing where to go. The husband has to say, and the one thing that she had built as a foundation in her life, I know God is not going to abandon us, and I know I need to be with my spiritual family in these times. You don't have time to think in that moment. She didn't have any time to think. All came out what she has built as a foundation for her life. And you know, like, if I hear these stories, like even we had the opportunity to talk recently and, and she was telling about her husband that is right now in the Ukraine and he was, they have two kids the kids were in the car at the back as he was driving alone but she told me the husband over the last years has been telling before going to sleep stories of faith to the kids what a foundation to build imagine to leave your family knowing they're going to be at least they have a strong foundation that's not going to shake them. They have stories of faith. They know where to go. They know how to go. They're going to God. And everything, how many people around are shaking, but they are still standing because of God's grace. You know, I think like all I want to do when I hear that, I don't know what's going to happen in my life in the future. I don't wish anything bad. But all I can do is to build a strong foundation for my life today. And it starts today. It starts today. And, and I think like, if, if sickness hits, I want to be able to speak 
God's promises over my life with faith for my wife, for my child, for like, we have people here, even in our community have like kids that are sick and they're speaking God's promises over their lives. If, if, if the crisis hits, we are hearing about crisis, if it hits, well, I want to stay, stay strong knowing that God is my provider. Everything can be shaken, but God is my provider and He has promised that He will stand, He will, I will stand in His promises. What if, what if, what if? We can't control when the storm hits. We can't control all that. But all we can do is to build our lives in the solid foundation. I think this is really how we can plan for the unexpected. We talked about the earthquakes. We talked about all these things. And we only will see what we build our lives on when things hit. I want to read here John 16, 33, that says, Jesus speaking to us. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. No, here Jesus is giving us the practical and hopeful reassurance that He will be with us through the storms. He's looking into our lives in five years' time, in 10 years' time, in 20 years' time, and telling us, I will be with you when you need me the most. Apply my words today and you will have peace when the storm hits. How powerful is that? How powerful is that? I know it's simple. I know it sounds easy. But as we said, it's easy also not to do it. And I think if we just live from this place knowing, okay, God, what are you speaking to me today that I can apply now for my future? I believe God is speaking to every single one of us. I believe God is revealing things that He wants you to apply into your life today. You know, and I would like to, to ask the team in a moment to lead us in this song. And, and you know, maybe it could be a moment between you and God. We started, we're still at the beginning of the year. We're still at the beginning of the year looking hopeful to the future. We're not waiting for any disaster. We're not, we are believing for God to prevail in our lives through the year. But what if we ask ourselves this question? If rain comes in five years from now, how strong is the foundation of my house? If the storm hits, will I still be standing? You know, I know God wants to prepare you to be strong for you, for your friends, for your family, for people around you. And, you know, I think like it's something we can, maybe it's between you and God. Maybe it's a little thing. Maybe it's just, I know these things that you've been telling me over the last weeks. Maybe it's about uh, worship, as I said at the beginning. Maybe it's you worshiping at home. Maybe it's applying something about godly finances into your life. Maybe you will need that in the future. Maybe it's about reading God's promises over health and healing. Maybe you will need that in the future. 